0: Friends, I am ready to be your voice of moral sanity and spiritual clarity in the midst of today's chaos and confusion. It is Wednesday, November 4th. It is the day after the elections. You may be listening by podcast a few days later. You may be watching on America's Voice on TV, Dish TV or Pluto TV on Saturday night. But right now, we are still counting votes. Right now, the elections are up for grabs. Right now, there is a potential path to victory for either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And in the midst of this, it's a confusing situation. It may be one that drags on for days or even for weeks, depending on what legal disputes there are and what charges of fraud there are and what goes to the courts. This may go on for some time. I want to do my best to look at the big issues with you to figure out what we know now, what we can say Looking at the larger election process and and many of the votes that were cast not just for president, but for other other offices and Above all, I want to bring you a spiritual perspective. That's why I'm here friends. I'm I'm not just another conservative talking head Uh, I, I am Bible based in everything that I do in my thinking Everything begins with the worship of God and from that perspective I speak to you so for those who are upset Emotionally wrought, whichever side of the vote you're on, for those who are concerned that your man is losing, or, or you think it's not fair, or you don't like the way things are going, let's just step back first and get a little perspective here. Isaiah chapter 40, beginning in verse 21, says this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? Have you not been told from the very first Have you not discerned how the earth was founded? It is he who was enthroned above the vault of the earth so that its inhabitants seem as grasshoppers who spread out the skies like gauze, stretch them out like a tent to dwell in. Look at what it says. He brings rulers, potentates to naught, makes rulers of the earth as nothing. Hardly are they planted, hardly are they sown, hardly has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows upon them and they dry up in the storm bears them off like straw to whom then God says can you liken me to whom can I be compared says the Holy One lift your eyes and see who created these he who sends out their hosts by count who calls them each by name because of his great might and vast power not one fails to appear speaking of the stars etc and then says this to Israel Lama Tomar Yaakov to the Israel why do you say, O Jacob, why declare, O Israel, Adonai Elohai mishpati, my way is hid from the Lord, my cause ignored by my God. Hello, do you not know? have you not heard? Elohe olam, adonai ta'aretz, the Lord is God from all, creator of the ends of the earth. Lo yi af, lo yi ga, ain't heker He never grows faint or weary, his wisdom cannot be fathomed. He gives strength to the weary, fresh vigor to the spent, Youths may grow faint, and weary, and young men stumble and fall. In this famous verse, many know it by heart, but they, they who trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. As eagles grow new plumes, so they'll, they'll put forth wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll march and not grow faint. So I don't want to be hyper-spiritual here. I don't want to ignore what's happening in the world around us. I simply want to say, let's start with the perspective of the greatness of our God. Let me proclaim to you that regardless of the outcome of the elections, God remains God eternally. Regardless of the outcome of the elections, and and this is especially relevant to every Christian, Jesus remains Lord. The Bible remains true. God's unshakable kingdom is continuing to advance with Republicans, with Democrats, without Republicans, without Democrats. That's my focus. That's the reality that I look to. Oh, I understand the elections have massive consequences. Trust me, like many of you, I was up late last night. Well, I'm normally up late at night, but I was also up early in the morning and just hard not to be looking at the latest breaking news and back and forth and this and that. Fully understandable. But let's, let's get our perspective right. Let's step back and worship God as the eternal God. And as big as this is to us right now in America, and we're getting reports of people around the world who were praying through the night and praying and fasting for the outcome of the elections in America, let's step back and ask, is my faith in God or not? Do I believe God or not? I, for one, am confident that God will bring about his plan that ultimately he will bring about his plan in what will bring the best eternal results, the best good for the most people for the longest time. That is what God is working for. If we join with him, we won't be disappointed. So renew your strength in the Lord. This is a wearying time for everyone. Renew your strength in the Lord. Okay, so down here on earth, late last night, which way is it going to go? I was doing a radio interview in Australia, or I should say an online video interview in Australia, and the guys there, they were all in jackets and ties, red ties. They had Trump hats or MAGA hats, and they're very conservative and pro-Trump and all this. And we're just going through the issues and discussing them back and forth. And they said, hey, we just want you to know that the, 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 the odds now, the odds makers are favoring Trump. He's now ahead of Biden. So if, if you want to bet on the outcome of the election, you got to spend more to win with Biden than to, to win a certain amount with Trump. And they said, you know, what's your expectation? you think we'll have a winner tonight? I said, yeah, I think so. I said, but honestly, that's just my emotions talking. That's what I want to see happen. But yeah, I, I don't know what's, what the outcome is going to be. I, I, I went to my computer and I started to write an article saying, okay, if Trump's in, then these are some of the lessons that we'll learn. Uh, 10 things that we learned from Trump's stunning re-election. Obviously, I haven't posted that, and I don't know that I'll ever be able to. We shall see. That being said, there are people who for months and months and months have been saying Trump will be re-elected. Some say he'll be re-elected, but only if the church really prays for God's best. He'll be re-elected. He'll be re-elected. He'll be re-elected. They didn't waver no matter what happened. I spoke with one of them today. He feels just as sure as ever. And we'll talk about the consequence of that. Is there just a ton of deception on these charismatic prophets or are they speaking truth? We're gonna talk about all that. We're gonna talk pragmatically what happened with black Hispanic vote, what happened with the expected blue wave, where we stand right now. We're gonna get into all of that. But first, last night, Joe Biden spoke briefly and and we'll play some of his comments, and then we're going to p- play at greater length Trump's comments, just because of the consequence of what he was saying. So first, this is late last night, not super late, but last night. And Joe Biden's only comments, he said this:
2: "I'm here to tell you tonight, we believe we're on track to win this election. Yes. We knew because of the unprecedented early vote and the mail-in vote." it's going to take a while we're going to have to be patient until we uh the hard work of tallying the votes is finished and it ain't over till every vote is counted every ballot is counted <laughs> but we're feeling good we're feeling good about where we are
0: all right so that was joe biden and we're just playing a short clip of that Donald Trump, I'm going to play a longer clip because of the consequence of what he said. So he said this last night, and there's been kind of a Twitter storm backing this up through the day. I, I don't mean backing it up that he's giving facts to support his view, but repeating this, saying this. So here's what he have, had to say last night. We were
2: getting ready for a big celebration. We, we were winning everything, and all of a sudden it was just all off. The results tonight have been... Phenomenal. And we are getting ready. I mean, literally, we were just all set to get outside and just celebrate something that was so beautiful, so good. Uh, Such a vote, such a success. The citizens of this country have come out in record numbers. This is a record. There's never been anything like it. To support our incredible movement, we won states. And all of a sudden, I said, what happened to the election? It's off. And we have all these announcers saying what happened. And then they said, oh, because you know what happened? They knew they couldn't win. So they said, let's go to court. And did I predict this, Newt? Did I say this? I've been saying this from the day I heard they were going to send out tens of millions of ballots. I said exactly because either they were going to win or if they didn't win, they'll take us to court.
0: All right, so uh, we had a little bit longer clip. Our our audio was glitching a bit. But um, he said last night, we already won. We already won. And as far as he was concerned, and and this thing is a fraud in terms of what's being called and now new ballots coming in, et cetera. So here's a very dangerous situation right now. You have the president of the United States saying this thing's a fraud that you can't trust the current vote counts right now. Now, by all means, let everything be pursued legally, honestly, righteously. I'm sure there's always some fraud somewhere in every election. I just imagine human beings would do that or some flaws, some honest mistakes. But now because of the, the virus and so much voting being done mail in how does that affect things? what does that mean? what are the consequences of that? Yeah maybe there's more opportunity for miscounting or error or fraud we shall see but it's when the president himself says that it does set up a dangerous precedent now where where people just say we're not we're not going to accept the outcome of the election let let us not fall into believing everything right now let's be sober-minded okay? Let's be sober minded. Those of you who are people of faith, pray with me that the outcome will be righteous. And then let us encourage every proper legal means to, to check, to verify, to be sure that votes are properly counted. That's what we all want, right? A fair vote. Please don't react emotionally and get all wrought up and this is getting stolen. Just give it time. Let everything be sorted out. Don't be following every last message, tweet, conspiracy theory, for concern, whether it's Democrat, Republican, step back, step back. Let's be sober. Let's be people of prayer and faith. And let's let the process work itself out.
1: it's the line of fire with your host dr michael brown get into the line of fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH here again is dr michael brown
0: all right here's number to call if you want to weigh in with your opinion or raise a question to me only election related 866-34-TRUTH 866-3487-884 That's the number to call. But again, only election-related calls right now. Uh, I wrote an article right before Radio Today titled, What We Know So Far. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you what happened when I was in Pensacola, Florida. And this was when George Bush was running against Al Gore, so 2000. And I I went to vote. I had my schedule laid out for the day and my, my window when I could go vote. It was in the midst of a very intense ministry schedule then. And I went to vote, but the place closed an hour earlier than I thought it would. I I had my times wrong, so I missed my opportunity to vote. Okay, now, we get to a meeting that night. We are having a large prayer meeting. We had about 1,100 full-time students in our ministry school. We were gathering to pray for the elections and for divine outcome and things like that and just position our hearts accordingly. And we get the news, someone tells us, hey, they've just announced Florida has gone for Bush. Uh, excuse me, Florida has gone for Gore. Florida has gone for Gore. In that meeting was a real man of faith. And he said to me, Mike, can we pray that God reverses this? Like re- <laughs> re- Reverses? The, the vote's been called. It's called based on how many people voted. and So we just prayed God have your way in Florida. Not long after that, they say, actually... Uh, we've, we've rescinded that call. Florida's now up for grabs. And, of course, you know what happened in Florida if you remember the story. Many of you lived through it. Others, you've read about it. That it ended up being a dispute in Florida and hanging chads where you pull something off. Was it clear how people voted or not? And it was so close, it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ultimately upheld the, the vote for Bush. And what made it more interesting was our school was mainly 95, 98% people who had moved from out of the area to live there for a couple of years to go to the school. And then many others had come into that area because of a great spiritual move that was taking place. So, and, and the great majority of those people being pro-lifers would have voted for Bush versus Gore, which meant that the margin that the election shifted could have just been as a result of that body of people making the move. I mean, it was is that close the thing. But I remember Nancy and I stayed up as late as we could, and we still didn't have any final word. But we knew it was really close in Florida. And I went to sleep, and suddenly I woke up. Oh, shot. I had a dream that it ended up being an exact tie in Florida. The state could not be called for either one. It's because I failed to vote. I didn't get to the precinct in time. But you suddenly realize, well, wow, one vote can make a difference and since we each have one vote one 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 that's ultimately what decides them okay so I I wrote this article today I took some of the points that I put in the other article in the event of a Trump victory and readjusted some and others remain the same so I want to go through a few things what we know now where we currently stand what is sure what is certain what is obvious what is clear Again, I'll take some calls, 866-348-7884. And I want to proclaim again, the kingdom of God advances with or without Donald Trump, with or without Joe Biden. And God can move in America, and God can move in the nations with election outcomes that we like or that we don't like. And that you never know what his ultimate purpose is when we really pray for his will to be done he may answer in a way that seems to be the exact opposite of what we wanted, but it may bring about greater results or the greatest need may be for us to change. And then the nation can change. All right. So the first point to me that is self-evident is that once again, the polls got it wrong as in very wrong as in way off wrong that yet yeah, we don't have the final outcome yet, but in state after state after state, that had Biden winning, Trump won, and some that had Biden way up, Trump ended up winning. There are senatorial races where the same things happened. Uh, Frank Lunds, who is a well-known pollster, he said the political polling profession is done. He said it is devastating for my industry. Now, I know some of this is the Trump phenomenon, that many voters would not express their feelings, to pollsters and others because they didn't trust them or because they felt embarrassed to say they were voting for man that others considered to be a racist and misogynist and xenophobe, et cetera. So maybe that's some of the issue, but if you're a professional pollster, I mean, this is what you do, this is your one job, then you gotta factor those things in. You gotta figure those things out. So we need to look now at 2016, 2020 and see, was there any major organization that was very accurate both times and if so, what did they do right? What did the others do wrong? But obviously, there's going to be a tremendous amount of distrust in polls. And then question how much of the polls themselves are just politically manipulative tools. Uh, let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, Kimberly Strassel tweeted this out. And this is after analysts have said, hey, 2016 was better than 2020 in terms of getting things wrong. So let's look at this. Kimberly Strassel Tweeted this out regarding Florida. She said, I-, I like to put things on the record. Final Florida, mainstream media loved polls. So these are some of the most popular polls. They had Biden, Quinnipiac had Biden winning by five, Reuters, Ipsos, Biden winning by four, CNBC changed Biden winning by three. And of course, he loses by uh, a couple or three points. I don't know the, the final total in Florida. Uh, Guy Benson tweeted this out. Now, this is a senatorial race. Uh, and, and, and look at the results of this, okay? So Susan Collins, uh, her, her opponent, was it Sally Gideon, who's concede, conceded earlier today? Here's a list, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. At least a dozen polls here, all right? And, and these are, you know, from late October through early in the year, okay? So earlier in the year, all, I, I mean, just back in february, march, july, september, october, at least a dozen. And they've got getting it up by 6 by 4 by 7 by 1 by 4 by 5 by 5 by 12 by 5 by one after another after another after another. And in point of fact, they were all wrong. So, what's going on? Why is this happening? You can figure that out. You can sort that out. You can guess, okay? You you guess try to surmise but here's the deal here's the deal whatever it is this is the one job here it'd be like i'm on the radio but i'm unable to put two words together in a coherent way well that's a problem that's a problem it's it's one thing if you needed me to dig a ditch and i can dig a ditch well but i can't put two words together. It's nothing if i want to be a radio host okay <laughs> You know, I may be a good radio host, but I'm not a good basketball player. So then I'm not going to be playing basketball professionally. So when this is what you do, this is your industry. It's supposed to be scientific. You're supposed to ask questions a certain way. You're supposed to give people access to various ways to respond. You get that wrong, you just have to assume there's going to be massive skepticism. And that, friends, plays in to a big problem we have, which is a massive crisis of trust. You can't trust the polls, you got the fake news, you got the internet giant censoring thing, that's on the one hand. You have the president basically challenging the narratives all the time, but coming up with his own stories and sometimes myths. Who do you trust? What we need to be friends, and I'll say it again, is sober minded test everything. If there was ever a time to do it, this is a time to do it. I would recommend if you're really trying to get the truth, don't just read one stream of news. In other words, read the streams of news that you like and agree with and read the streams of news that you differ with. When I'm invited onto a college campus, which does not happen nearly as much as I would like because I'm considered too controversial to be on many campuses, but when I'm asked to come on, it's normally to give a controversial lecture or a lecture, I should say, on a controversial subject. And I will always request those having me in. I will always request, can you please get someone to debate me? Can you get someone who can adequately represent the other side and bring them on so that we can have a debate so that people can hear both sides of the issues and then evaluate for themselves? I, I, much preferred, I much preferred when Hannity and Combs were on together, the late Alan Combs, so you could hear both perspectives. One would speak, it's like, man, you nailed it. You're 100% right. And then the other would speak, it's like, Oh. Oh. And the same thing here. You may have two committed followers of Jesus with very different political views. You may have two people that are god-fearing and reverence the scriptures and and want to do what's right in God's sight and come to very different political decisions. Like how can that be? Well, have a conversation. So, here there's a verse in the New Testament about prophecies, right? It says, don't despise prophecies in 1 Thessalonians 5, but test everything, hold fast to that which is good. May I urge, may I urge every one of you, do that with the news. Test what the president says, test what the mainstream media says, try, test what the right wing media says, trust, test what your friends say on Facebook, test what the pastor says from the pulpit. Test it for test what I say evaluate it, look at the various sources. My PhD in Near Eastern Languages and Literatures means that we would go back to the original sources if we're studying something. You're studying Hammurabi's Law Code in ancient Akkadian, Babylonian. I mean, You're, you're studying the text. At, you're doing your best to get to the actual source and see what it says. That's the way I've been trained. And friends, I strongly encourage you at a time when truth is hard to find. Search for it.
1: It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
0: Thanks, friends, for joining me on The Line of Fire. Yeah, we have fixed an audio issue. We're not sure why it's coming up, but we have fixed that. Uh, we may not be putting up graphics for those who are watching, but we are able to fix the audio issue. Our apologies for that. 866-34-TRUTH. Go to the phones momentarily, but what do we know so far? What do we know at the moment? I'm going to run through a quick list, and then I'll open this up more as we go on. Number one, once again, the polls got it wrong. Number two, there was no blue wave. Quite the contrary. Number three, there's a massive crisis of trust. Number four, this is my opinion that we know this. If Trump does get reelected, it will be with God's help. Number five, the economy has been a bigger factor than the virus. Number six, Trump succeeded in increasing his black and Latino support. Number seven, charismatic prophets are about to be vindicated or humiliated. Number eight, people of faith should keep praying and putting their trust in God for his desired outcome, whatever that outcome may be. Number nine, God remains God. Just a friendly reminder. All right. With that, let's go to the phones, and we'll start in Miami with Maxwell. Welcome to the Line of Fire.
3: How's it going, Doctor?
0: Doing well. Doing well. Thank you.
3: All right. Glad to hear. All right. First off, um, I like to talk about the election and how that's going to affect a uh, uh, or affect a certain segment of society. Yeah. Uh, first off, I like to say uh, congratulations to Biden. He's up by one million votes. He's won the popular vote. And I really think he's going to win. Mm-hmm. All right. And i like to talk about something that I saw on, online, a report from the FBI uh, that was released about uh, elite Jews and Roger Stone. They have had something to do with 2016 meddling of the election. All right. And also this year, the FBI did release the protocol, the of design on Twitter, uh, for almost 24 hours. And, uh,
0: so you're saying that the FBI is now actively spreading anti-Semitic lies to the American people? I
3: just want to ask a question, and then you can respond.
0: Okay, no, All I just right. want to make sure I understand why you, you referenced the, allegedly that the FBI is spreading anti-Semitic lies to the nation. Just, I want to make sure I understand. I'm going to leave that up to the listener. I just want to ask my question. Okay. All okay, right. so and, I, if, in other words, folks, just disregard everything that was set up to now, and we'll get to your question. Go ahead. Go ahead. So
3: do you think with the Biden win with Jews like Stephen Miller and other things that Jews have done recently um, that uh, that has caused a a negative view about Jews on the world stage? And do you think that organizations like BDS are valid in attacking uh, Jews in Israel because of what they have done worldwide and continue to do?
0: Yeah. So to to answer your question, uh, first, we don't know that there's a Biden win. It's number one. Number two. My guess is that Trump picked up Jewish support rather than lost Jewish support. Uh, Number three, uh, and I'm remembering, you know, previous discussions that we've had, sir, as well. So taking everything with a a massive grain of salt. Um, uh, Number number three, uh, the BDS movement, which is an unethical, uh, wrong attack on the state of Israel, and falsely accuses it of being an apartheid state that practices genocide, the BDS movement should be strongly opposed, and there is no justification for it whatsoever. And finally, I do not believe that the FBI is posting anti-Semitic lies to distribute them to the entire nation, just for the record. Thank you for the call. 866 3-4-Truth. I did say election-related as much as there was some bizarre stuff in there. He made it election-related. It fits. Uh, let's go to Andrew in Maryland. Welcome to the Line of Fire.
3: Glad, glad to be here, Dr. Brown. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, Dr. or Anyway, Dr. Brown, I, I... Actually, Dr. Brown, here's the thing. I, what, I didn't... I didn't exactly... I, well, I did vote. All I can tell you is that I didn't vote. For, I I voted. I didn't vote for, you know, the Democrat side. But but I kind of went with my third party instinct mm-hmm. again. So just wanted to let you know this. But that. But sadly, I. But sadly, I. But sadly, because I. Sadly, there's some people I know that well. My priority there's some, but my priority was just because I didn't want to vote for somebody who wanted to abort babies and all that. So that was yeah, kind and, of and why listen, I... Andrew,
0: yeah, um, Andrew, I understand that there are some people that have massive issues with the person of Donald Trump and as much good as he does with policies, feel the need to uh, vote elsewhere. I understand some people saying that they had to set out the presidential nominee or cast a uh, protest vote or third party vote. Dear friend of mine went in to vote convinced he was just going to write in a name and then felt the Lord lead him to vote for Trump. He knew he couldn't vote for Biden uh, because of the pro-abortion stand and some of the other radical natures of the of the Democrat Party. Uh, I will gladly ethically challenge a vote for Biden. But again, what you do is between you and God, and I'm not going to divide over that, but because of the Democrat party platform, I will gladly challenge a vote like that uh, in terms of dialogue and discussion. But I understand some feel they couldn't vote for either candidate. And that's, again, between you and God. The problem with that, of course, is you then leave it to others to decide which way the nation goes. You decide which way the nation goes. I'll I'll, I'll have no input in that. That's the problem I have with it. But I understand uh, per conscience, sure, between you and God. Hey, thank you for calling in. Uh, let us go to Atlanta, Yuri. Welcome to the Line of Fire.
4: Hi. Yes. Thank you for having for taking my call.
0: You're very welcome. Uh,
4: yes, I have a uh, I have a question because uh, as being a pastor, I have um, I've noticed it even now. I'm sitting and I'm looking at the vehicle that has the pro Biden sticker on it, and uh, knowing how many people have voted for Biden, even if it's not altogether true, but it's still a a big um, number of people, and uh, I know some pastors and um, notable pastors uh, and ministers have been a supporting democratic platform, and it's just uh, hard for me to put it all together. How can you be a minister of the Word of God? How you can be a minister, educated even person, and uh, in the biblical, um, so to speak, studies, science, and and yet uh, support democratic platform that has so many things that are opposing. Uh, biblical uh, message, the the truth. Um, so this is what I wanted to know, and uh, to me it is uh, like I even... I know there are some, some pastors, some speakers that are well-known to the nation. They are supporting him, uh, or at least supporting the Democratic platform, Democratic Party. Um, can you give any insights? Why would we have so many people um, I, I i immigrated a few years ago from uh former soviet union and remember how we grew up in that country and i have i don't understand why would this nation with so much uh freedom and opportunity uh, would want to move back to something that is uh more like a prison where i don't i don't understand um uh, to me it is yeah well you're, you're, your your your
0: perspective is shared by many cuban Americans many living in miami uh that have moved from Cuba to America or escaped Cuba, raised their families in America, and they very much see what Cuba did, socialism, what happened, and the last thing they want is to see something like that happen in America. So, so you, you carry a pr- perspective seeing what, what socialism, communism could do and the destructive nature of it and seeing the unique liberties we have in America. Again, ultimately, everyone stands before God and gives account And we cannot judge someone's salvation based on their vote. But born-again Christians that I know that have said they're voting for Biden-Harris have said we don't like the Democratic Party policies on abortion. But we feel that abortion is best reduced in other ways uh, and that the courts have not succeeded in doing it. We had the Reagan presidency, George H.W. Bush, George Bush, and now four years of Donald Trump. They've not succeeded in bringing about change so change is going to be brought about other ways, and we feel that the Democrat policies are best for the poor, for immigrants, for marginalized, and those are Christian values as well, and therefore we will vote accordingly. Now, again, I, I absolutely share your views on this. In, in other words, to me, if you vote for a party that is militantly pro-abortion and wants to make Roe v. Wade enshrined as the law of the land so that the courts couldn't even touch that, then... I can't see how you can follow Jesus and cast a vote there. Uh, In in the same way, some of the policies that are going to directly infringe on our religious freedoms or or attack the definition of family, those are so fundamental. And then there are issues of Israel and international security. Uh, I talked to a friend yesterday, and and he said that folks he's worked with in Hong Kong that are protesting against communist China, they're terrified at the prospect of a Biden-Harris victory because Trump and Pompeo have stood so, so much for them. I, I played a video uh, the other day from uh, 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 two folks in Israel, former Palestinian terrorist and an Israeli Jew. And they're both saying a vote for Trump is gonna save Palestinian and Israeli lives. So I, I understand the concerns and I see it exactly as you do, but black Christian friends, white Christian friends I've interacted with, uh, and others that say they're voting for Biden Uh, Or explain their views have have tried to argue it out in in that way that, yeah, they oppose these things personally, but they don't think the president's going to affect that. Again, I categorically differ with that perspective. Uh, Let me say this one other thing. A lot of what has driven the pro-Biden movement has been an anti-Trump movement. And you might say, hey, look, we're talking about existential issues. We're talking about life and death issues. We're talking about, you know, the freedom or enslavement of a whole nation. So what if the guy can be nasty and juvenile and a little dangerous with some of what he says? We're talking about much bigger issues. But there are some who are so put off by who Trump is and feels that, feel that his very person brings so much destruction that they, they must vote against him. I can respect someone saying, I, I'm sorry, I can't vote for Donald Trump, but I'm absolutely not voting Democrat. I understand that. Very difficult for me to understand a true follower of Jesus saying, I'm voting Biden Harris. I'm just sharing my view. So, Yuri, may the Lord bless you in your pastoral ministry. So glad that you found a home here in, in America. And uh, my ancestors on my father's side were Russian Jews, but I've never—I've never—, I've never been to Russia, of all the countries I've ministered in. Anyway, God bless you. I appreciate the call. 866-34-TRUTH. I'm going to get into a few more things, what we know, what we're sure of right now, and take some more of your calls. Stay right here.
1: It's the Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
0: Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire. Again, I'm doing my best to fulfill the role God's given me here, being on the air with you and being your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution, your voice of moral sanity and spiritual clarity. That's what we're striving to do in the midst of the craziness around us. Okay, Uh, a few things that we do know. We know that there was no blue wave. As Rachel Maddow said, there wasn't even a ripple. Now, many Trump supporters are discouraged today. Is he going to make it or not? But there are tons of Democrats that are very discouraged because they were thinking this is it. Biden's going to get in. They're going to have both houses of Congress. It's going to be a massive blue wave. It did not happen. Uh, governors have done strong on the Republican end. GOP picked up uh, seats in, in the House, will hold the majority in the Senate. Uh, here's what Rachel Maddow said. It's been remarkable to see the stability not only between the 2016 and 2020 presidential map, but also in congressional races, and and senate races up and down on either side you're not seeing not only no wave it's like a pond where you drop in a rock and there's no ripples and then um a, a bunch of of gop women have just been uh, elected to the house so that's interesting in, in terms of that okay um another interesting thing is that the economy has proved to be a bigger factor than the virus that according to exit polls and again you don't get all accurate information here. But according to exit polls, more Americans were concerned about the state of the economy than concerned about how the coronavirus was being handled. And, and if you were concerned about how the virus was being handled, you're more likely to vote for Biden. If you're concerned about the economy moving forward, you're more likely to vote for Trump. That was one that surprised people because for many, they thought the virus, the virus is the biggest thing. But this is no, actually, the economy is, is the biggest thing. Um, And then Trump definitely succeeded in increasing his black and Latino support. Now, if he ends up losing overall, obviously, then he lost support in others, areas or others came out to vote against him or or for Biden-Harris. But he definitely picked up support. Last night, I already saw headlines like this, how Latinos in Miami-Dade County helped Trump win Florida. Biden needed to win big in Miami-Dade County, but Trump ate into his margins among Latinos. And this was posted November 2nd. The Trump vote is rising among blacks and Hispanics to, despite the conventional wisdom. Perceptions, perceptions of Trump as racist seem to be a driving force, force, not force, a driving force pushing whites away. Why is it the opposite for those he's purportedly being racist against? The answer would be that they don't perceive him as being racist. But they don't buy the narrative that he's racist and they see him reaching out to them and saying, hey, you know, the rapper Ice Cube said, hey, look, he he reached out. I reached out to both parties and and Trump's party reached back. So for many people, that's what's going to matter. Who reached out to me? Who genuinely took an interest in my well-being? Normally the party that does that does the best with that constituency, especially if they come through on their promises to them. And they keep them engaged, saying, hey, let's continue to work together. Uh, otherwise, you, you reach out, you get elected, you ignore them and at a certain point, you say, okay, you're taking us for granted, we're going to look elsewhere. But uh, again, it does seem that there was an increase in black and Hispanic vote for Trump. As for Jewish vote, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I have not yet seen data on that. And again, what would be interesting to me to, to see at the end is, my guess is white evangelical support, was just the same for Trump now as in 2016. It's, that's my guess. All right. Black and Hispanic support a little higher than in 2016. If he loses overall, why would that be? Then there'd have to be something on the other side. Uh, and, and it also seemed that Republican women voted more for Trump this time. So where did he lose? Women overall? Others that came out to vote more, how does it play out? We'll we'll see. Again, this part I'm speculating. I'm asking questions. But let's step back and be sure of this. Tens of millions of people have been praying. People around the world have been praying. And, And then we took action. We voted according to our conscience, right? And I won't divide with you over a vote, and I hope you won't divide with me over a vote. And those of you who are zealous Trump supporters, don't get upset with me for reminding everyone that he's not our Savior. Well, we don't believe he's our Savior. Well, then why are you upset with me for saying it? You should say, absolutely, he's not our Savior. Why get mad at me for saying Jesus is our Savior, not Trump? We don't need you to say that. Well, why are you reacting unless you're putting too much trust in a man? No, <clears throat> oh, hit a nerve there. On the flip side, those of you who absolutely can't see how a Christian could vote for Trump, Don't divide with me over that vote, but hear the main message I'm preaching and let us unite around that message and let us love God and love our neighbor because that's what's going to change America ultimately. All right? Less point than the phones. If Trump is reelected, it's a reprieve. It's four more years to use liberties we have and to establish certain things more deeply, but then to Absolutely, desperately, put the pedal to the metal in prayer and fasting, praying for awakening, giving ourselves to reach in the lost great commission. It's going to be an hour and everything. If Biden is in, but with the Republican Senate, there still may be some level of reprieve where you see, "Okay, some of these policies are radical," or where he or Kamala Harris may go is radical, and it's something that's going to be very destructive. And, but there's still going to be more of a window to wake up and get things done. Either way, I believe God is hearing the prayers of his people and that he's going to bring an outcome for his glory and for the long-term, eternal working out of his purposes. All right, with that, let us go to Ashley in Shehalis, Washington. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Hi. Hey.
3: <laughs> um. So... I just have a quick question, and you kind of hit on it just a second ago. Um, And so, I do believe that God is in control, and I know that we don't have the result yet, but, you know, I'm just wondering, if it is Biden who wins, is it possible that that is part of God's plan, and that he's leading us to a time of trials and tribulations, and, you know, possibly persecution for Christianity, and just
0: challenging us. Yeah, and see, I would have seen that even more if there was a blue wave, Biden swept in, and then both houses of Congress came in Democratic control, and they could pretty much do what they wanted to do. It would be one of those things where you kind of warn someone, you warn them they don't listen, then afterwards you say, I told you so. (laughs) Often it's a little late. You know, you you warn someone about... Driving too fast and not wearing a seatbelt. You plead with them to listen. They don't they go out they get in a bad accident Maybe they're crippled as a result of it. So that to me would have been an even greater Judgment, I don't mean that Joe Biden is evil incarnate and and Donald Trump is is saint incarnate No, I I certainly don't believe that they're both very flawed human beings like the rest of us but yeah, I would I certainly believe there's some judgment. Listen, I, I honestly believe that even though Trump has done a lot of good, there's been some judgment in him being raised up as well because it's exposed a ton of carnality in the church, a lot of compromise, yeah. uh, you know, willingness to believe almost anything. So as much as I see good in it and really hope that Trump is reelected, I honestly believe because there has been so much prayer that if Biden is elected, yeah. we will say he was elected by the will of god and that there's a purpose in it and my thought would be because we still have the restraint of a republican senate that it will right. open our eyes to where things could go but we'll still have a chance rather than it's like okay we just went over the edge here and how we get back <laughs> up is very difficult so I'm, I'm with you on that thank you for the call ashley okay thank you you're very welcome. Eight six six three four truth Let's go to Jim in Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome to the Line of Fire.
3: Thank you, Dr. Brown. I really enjoy your show. Uh, really, in the, in the timeline of things, uh, I think, you know, the big thing as Christians is to edify, you know, people and, and things. But I wanted to, with the timeline and everything, what your thoughts are on Hillary Clinton not long ago coming publicly and saying, for Biden not to concede.
0: Yeah, well, if that if, that
3: is very that when you think about the whole thing that's gone on here, that
2: seems to be
3: really interesting. I wanted to know cuz I know you followed it and I followed it and this is a thing as Christians we we need to edify people and really give them hope in the true story.
0: Yeah, so so just to jump in and with time short sir, I'm going to go right into my answer cuz I've got the end of the hour coming up here. Uh, in, in short, number one, both candidates, both parties have questioned outcomes. So either Hillary Clinton saying what she said or Trump saying some months back, the only way I can lose is if, if it's fraud, if there's voter fraud. It's the only way I can lose. And then saying last night it's fraud. So there's talk that can be dangerous on both sides. Hillary Clinton's statement taken by itself also very dangerous. If you listen to the whole context, it was in the context of if votes are being disputed and counts are being disputed, don't concede, as opposed to if it's a landslide or there's no question that Trump won the vote, don't concede. As much as I don't trust Hillary Clinton, I don't believe she was saying that. As for Trump, I believe as much as he wants to win, that if he's convinced that the vote has been legal, then there will be a peaceful transition either way we are in a real mess in america and the only ones that can lead the way forward are god's people but many of us are just as confused as everybody else let's get our heads screwed on right friends let's test everything let's follow the truth and let's worship god he rules and reigns even at this moment